I would probably say the, the most painful part was right after I popped my blisters. Yeah, first um, thing, man. yeah I just <laughs> popped my blisters. I just taped them up, put my shoes back on, and I stood up and I'm like, oh, ouch, this is painful. This is really bad. And uh, mile and, 32. Yeah, mile 32. <laughs> and <laughs> and we we started off on that 18 miles. And then Josh, like, like I, I don't even remember exactly what he said, but he's just like, hey, look, it's going to suck. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's, it's just going to suck for the next 18 miles. But it's going to get it's going to get a little bit better. He's like, you're not going to notice it as much because other stuff is going to hurt, too. So running 100 miles seems impossible and maybe even kind of crazy. And it is. But we believe in big, crazy dreams. That's why we ran 100 miles. It was such a life changing experience for us. We decided to devote this podcast to preparing and inspiring you to run your first ultra race. Are you ready to feel the highest highs and the lowest lows? Are you ready to do what you once thought was impossible? Are you ready for your trail to 100? Thank you for joining us here on Trail to 100. My name is Jacob Bateman. Joined along with me is my co-host and my beautiful and lovely wife, Melody. And today, we are so excited to share our interview that we had with Derek Fletcher and Josh Bryant. Now, I'm going to stop you right now, and I'm going to tell you, if you did not listen to Derek Fletcher's first episode with us, it was just released a few weeks ago. It's called DNFing Your First Ultra. Go back, listen to that, because this is about completing his first ultra so go back listen to his experience and all that he learned from his dnf and then the attitude that he gained because i think there's a lot we can learn from Derek fletcher and so we sat down with him and we also sat down with josh bryant who has appeared on our podcast a couple times because the two of them ran the trail trash 50 together and so they shared their insights and Derek shared what it was like to dnf his first and then come back for that redemption race and complete his first ultra marathon. So enjoy. Thank you, Derek and Josh, for coming back on the podcast. As uh, I was saying to Josh earlier, this is Josh's third time here on the podcast, Derek's second. So I think we might have an honorable co-host now with Josh Bryant. So (laughs) thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you. So we have brought the both of you guys on. And so Derek, we'll just start with you. We had you on, you talked about DNFing your first 50, and then you've spent about a year of training since then. And you just went for your second attempt at the 50 miler. The redemption 50. The The redemption redemption 50. 50. And so, and did you run it with Josh Bryant then the whole time? Yeah, we stayed together basically the entire time, besides maybe a few minutes here or there where we left each other to, to take care of visiting some tortoises, but that was about it. So <laughs> Visiting some tortoises? Just, you know, taking care of business. Oh, I was like, were there tortoises on the course? <laughs> So was this planned from the beginning then that you guys would, would go do it together? I think I asked Josh, I don't know, six months ago or so, if he would be interested in coming down. And I think I asked you to pace me. Yeah. And then you just said, well, why don't I just run the whole thing with you? And so pacing turned into the whole thing. So, yeah. So we (laughs) ran it, we ran it together the whole way. So. That's awesome. That's what I wondered. I wondered if it, if Josh came to pace you for like a little bit of it, and then he just ended up doing the whole thing. So that's awesome. So, and Josh, you were just telling us before we got started that you recently had surgery on your foot. Yeah. And then so, you just, so you just had surgery on your foot and then you just jumped right into this 50. I'm just, I'm, I'm curious. I just want to know a little bit more about that, that process of like, did you run at all before this 50 miler? Yes. Yeah, so I had three, three to four weeks where I was able to run. 
And so I was just running a couple short days and I tried to get like a, a longer five to eight, 10 mile run on the weekend. Actually, I, I think the furthest I ever went was eight, but yeah, it helped Derek and I just kind of go out a couple times a week. And if I felt like going less, I would tell him bye. <laughs> so. <laughs> nice. So you trained for this 50 on like three, three to four weeks. Yeah. And well, a, a barely yeah. healed it, There's kind of a, a little bit of a base <laughs> behind that. Too, yeah. Though. I was going to say, I was going to yeah, say, yeah. good, I don't know, 15 years of base building behind that. <laughs> yeah, you've got quite a bit of base. So for all you beginner ultra runners who are listening to this, don't take that in consideration. Usually you can't train for 50 in four weeks. <laughs> yeah. So then Derek, take us to the morning of the race. You're down there. It's the trail trash 50. You're getting ready. How are you feeling? You're about to start on your second attempt of the 50 miler. Yeah, I was feeling pretty good. I think just relax. I think that was the biggest thing is I didn't feel stressed. A lot of times I get a little worked up over races and like can't sleep the night before. And, you know, I'm always thinking about, okay, I got to make it to this aid station by this time. I got to make it here by here. And I got to make sure that I'm eating nutrition every 30 minutes or, you know, whatever, whatever I'm thinking about. It usually keeps me up all night. And this one, I just, I just felt relaxed. I knew that things were going to be taken care of and that I had trained well and that I was just going to be able to lean on that. And yeah, I just felt relaxed at the start at the starting line. There was a little bit of a hiccup the night before with, uh, I got down, I, I started filling up my pack and I realized that I had left the clip that seals the water bladder at home. And so I had to make a trip to Walmart and buy a new, a new water bladder at like 10 PM. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One time, but, but other than that, I felt, I felt pretty relaxed at the start. So that's good. Uh, did you have like, so you, you just did the podcast with us. This is kind of a, a blunt question, but you, did you kind of have in the back of your mind, like, oh shoot, this is going to be really embarrassing if I don't finish this 50. <laughs> I think I made that comment to Josh. I, while, so. while <laughs> finished. I, was like, I was like, I just did that podcast. So I guess now I'm <laughs> obligated to finish this race. And it's like, yeah, well, besides that, you're obligated to finish the race. So <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. So you felt pretty relaxed. You felt confident in your training. So now you're at the starting line gun goes off. How are you feeling? Are you still feeling relaxed at that point? Yeah, I think, um, we just, we, we kind of just hung out on the car for a while. It was pretty late. It was a pretty laid back race. We checked in, it took all of 30 seconds to check in and get our, get our bib and our shirt and, there was a group kind of hanging out by the fire and we we're like, ah, the truck's warmer. So we're going to go hang yeah. out in the truck. And so we just hung out in the truck till 15 minutes or so before. And then we got out, started loosening up and gun went off. And I think we just kind of, you know, we, we started pulling back right at the start and just making sure that we were diligent with our, with our strategy and our strategy was to go slow. Yeah. So we were like, Hey, let's just make sure that we are going slow, that we're not getting out with the big herd at the start and uh, yeah we just i think it was pretty pretty i don't know I don't yeah know, it was pretty easy going out it wasn't okay it wasn't too crazy and we we knew it was going to be really hot that day and so we like you said we kind of we're like we don't want to follow people we don't care where they go like we're going to maintain <laughs> yeah 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 we saw that massive group just take off at the yeah. start it was just kind of crazy to watch them all head up there so right you're like this is 50 miles why are you sprinting right now <laughs> yeah so then at what point did things start to get a little hard oh um, i got this one yeah i was gonna say we we started in a parking lot and then you turned right and went up a road right when you turned right it was uphill <laughs> <laughs> about 200 feet in <laughs> give or take <laughs> yeah yeah maybe maybe 201 but yeah yeah no i was gonna say i i think it was we kind of we kind of hit some uh hurdles right at the start of the race i don't think we and they didn't let up for a while yeah a good long <laughs> while so my my feet for whatever reason went numb like 10 minutes into the race and, and so like 
they were they were just numb like I we just kept trying to loosen my shoes we kept trying to do some different stuff to get my feet to not be numb but it just felt like I was walking on like my foot had fallen asleep like I was just like walking and running on this foot that was asleep and I was like this is really weird have you ever and, had that uh, happen before no no never had what that happen heck? before it's kind of just strange and you know we thought maybe I had tightened my shoes too tight or uh, something but yeah, we just, tried a bunch of stuff. We just couldn't figure it out. Yeah, I couldn't really figure it out. <clears throat> I roll. I rolled my ankle about two point three miles in. Josh oh. rolled his ankle, or not? You don't roll your ankle. I just slipped on my foot. Slipped on his surgery-ridden foot. Oh um, like five miles in. That was when we oh took the detour. Gosh. Oh yeah, we got we got lost about five <laughs> miles in. Yeah, that was about fun. lost. Yeah, the trail was. You, you drop down into this wash and you're heading down and inside the wash, right, there's a ton of rocks and gravel. And so you're just constantly watching your foot placement, making sure that you don't roll an ankle or slip. And, and uh, there's just this little tiny trail. I mean, not even. It was a, almost tucked behind some bushes. Like. Yeah. That you, <laughs> that you were supposed to turn off onto and we didn't see the ribbon and we just kept going and headed down the wash for a good quarter mile. And then we're like, yeah. I don't, I haven't seen a ribbon in a while. And so we, we turned around and went back and found the trail, but yeah. That's good. So, <laughs> so you're about a half, half mile off then. At least you weren't like yeah, five miles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't too bad. Just about a half mile. So. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, the feet led up. When was that? It's about 13. Was, yeah. On the far side. About 13 ish miles. The feet, I started getting feeling in my feet. Uh, so that What's was good. That? That was that about 13 miles in. Yeah. So, that was, it was, and it was uphill, downhill. It was just that whole time. It was just really weird. Yeah. But yeah, it was about 13 miles that we started feeling. I started feeling my feet again. And that's when I realized I had a bunch of blisters. I'm like, hey, Josh. And that's how he, he felt it. Yeah. <laughs> like, so you're like, stay numb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, can we go back to the numb part? That was, that was okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That, that's kind of the first part of the race. And, and, and really right after that, it's like, we started heading South and that was when it got really hot. Yeah. So yeah, I think we were a long dusty road. Probably low nineties. Yeah, there's one gal that was telling us that it was 102. We don't believe her, but yeah. she said it was 102, but wow. we think it was maybe low 90s. So that's really tough. That's why spring races are hard because we've trained in the cold all winter long, and then all of a sudden race day and it's 100 degrees and your body's not used to it yet, you know? Yep. No. Do you feel like you did pretty good at like managing the heat, taking electrolytes, whatever you do to manage heat? Yeah, I think like for the for drinking and electrolytes, I think we we both stayed pretty hydrated. Yeah, we both worked good on that together. Cause it would be someone would take a sip, be like, "Hey, get a drink, hey, yeah. get a drink," you know. Yeah, we're yeah. just constantly reminding each other to grab drinks and make sure you know you're staying up on your nutrition so nothing got behind. And then I don't know if you guys saw the pictures. Josh Josh brought an umbrella with them on was that our second that. lap? Yeah, the whole second lap. The whole second lap, and yeah. It, that that seemed to keep the the uh, heat off of him pretty well. He was pretty sunburned. Tell me, Mary Poppins. <laughs> That's why you're our favorite. <laughs> that didn't get annoying. Did your arms hurt after a while? No, it wasn't too bad. I I tried it for like a minute. It was definitely annoying. It was, it was, no. it was just windy enough that it felt like you were pushing against the wind while you were running. You had to have the angle just right. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I wasn't a fan. I'm like, I'm not working extra hard on this. So I'll just take the sun. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's awesome. So, so this was, was it two 25 mile loops then? Is that what this course was or? Yes. Until 5am of the race day and they changed the race course to three 16 mile loops and then a short out and back okay so why did they change it were you they had volunteer they had volunteer issues. issues yeah 
Uh, and so, so okay. they didn't have enough volunteers to man one of the out and backs. And so they ditched that out and back and just added another loop to the course. Okay. And realistically, I think that turned out for a betterment of everybody out there. Yeah, it was the, the section they took out was the steepest climb. Yeah. And it was just desolate. I mean, yeah, it was I mean, this, this way we were able to get back to our bags quicker and just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, so, nice. Maybe a little easier. So how'd you feel after finishing loop one then? Sounds like you had a pretty rough loop one. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I remember the thought going through my head. Oh, I have two more of these and an out and back. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but yeah, I, I think we, we got to see our wives. That was the first time we saw our wives. They showed up at the aid station there. And I think that was just, that brought some good spirits to us. They brought some sunscreen, much needed sunscreen. Yep. <laughs> Thank goodness for wives. But there wasn't, <laughs> there wasn't any doubt that, that this was still happening though. I think I still had some, maybe a little bit of doubt that I was going to finish just because it had heated up. And by that time I'd kind of started getting sick. My stomach had kind of started turning. Okay. And so I was like, oh man, if I start throwing up, like I'm not able to keep stuff down. This is going to yeah. be a long, long, miserable day, which it already was pretty yeah. long. Yeah. You had probably eight miles right there. Yeah. Eight miles or so that yeah, I was probably, not feeling great. Probably from like 14 to what, 22 ish or something. Yeah. That I wasn't so you start off on the second loop with an upset stomach. Yeah. Feet were not known though. My feet, <laughs> I could feel my feet. Definitely. <laughs> Hey, beginner trail and ultra runners, if you're interested in private coaching or a customized workout plan, head over to Instagram at pine tree running, where I'll help you find your strength. So what did you do to get through the upset stomach? Or did you do anything more to address it? Or how, how did you take care of that? Or did it just go away? I don't know. There's a couple things that we did. I just kept staying hydrated. I took a couple salt tabs that almost made me throw up. Josh was about ready to get that on video. I, I whipped out the phone like a quick draw. <laughs> I would have made some good footage for the podcast. <laughs> but I think, so we got to the top of one of the climbs and the lady there had some ginger ale and that just like calmed everything down. Like that, that's what, that's what saved me right there was the ginger ale just had a little little glass of ginger ale and then we did a it's a mile and a half loop up top and then came back got another swig of ginger ale and then I was able to eat some they had, they had like a couple bananas and things like that there that I was able to eat and I think after that I was fine I didn't, yeah, have, I any, so. I didn't have any stomach issues after that but oh, that's um, not too bad so it's just for a short time when your stomach was bugging you then yeah about about eight miles I think but yeah so it wasn't too bad so okay got, got it under control that's good. I just laugh every time someone is telling their ultra running story because it's, I just feel like we're chatting, like all this is normal. Like I couldn't feel my feet and then I had blisters and I was nauseous. And I, you know, it's like, I feel people who aren't used to this are like, what the heck? <laughs> who would go out and do something like this to themselves? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, just such a casual conversation. It's just, oh, so you're only nauseous for a quarter of it. Wow. That's pretty good. <laughs> so did the second loop go any better than the first or was it just pushing through it at this point so the first the first loop we did we we did actually pretty quick i think it was yeah. about four and a half ish hours yeah. okay and the, the second loop was closer to seven hours okay. so we slowed down quite a bit just with the heat and we were i mean we were we were chugging along and we we took a couple like when we saw our wives the first time, we probably took 30 minutes yeah. at that aid station there. <laughs> I probably took about 10 minutes or so up at the other aid station, getting some ginger ale. And, and then at the end of the loop, we took a good 50-ish minute. Yeah, almost an hour. Almost an hour break. Just trying to wait out the rest of the heat. Because it was at that time starting to get starting to get towards the evening. And we knew, if, hey, if we could just wait just a little bit longer, we'll be running into the night. And yeah. it'll be a lot cooler for us. And I think we did. Yeah. Yeah. I think we were fine. So I think with that, we knew like, you know, we had a general idea of what we wanted to do to go into this whole thing. And then the course change, you know, the heat, just different things. Like we adjusted and we talked and we figured things out and 
And after, like while we're out on the course, we adjusted, but with those adjustments, we almost, we almost nailed those. Like, and yeah. I, I was telling him like, that doesn't happen. So don't expect it ever again, because <laughs> somehow like we adjusted and those plans worked out perfect. So <laughs> that's fantastic. That's what you hope for, hope for. Cause things never go according to plan. Right. Ever. No. I don't think you can, <laughs> you always come up with a race strategy, but it never, you never stick to it. Cause things, you just never know what's going to happen. Can you give us an example of like one of the adjustments that you had to make that ended up working really well? So the second lap I was, so I was overheating quite a bit. And so that, I mean, seven hours for 16 miles, technically there wasn't a lot of, I mean, and maybe two and a half of those hours or two hours of those were, were resting. But I think the biggest thing is we just slowed our pace. Yeah. We didn't run anything that was, that we, anything that took effort. Yeah. Anything, any effort. Yeah. we took, we took some of the gravity, like if the gravity, you know, if we were going downhill, we'd take that, but really we just, we power hiked a lot of it. And yeah, I think, yeah, we stayed on top of nutrition, hydration. That was the main focus. Like just, yeah. just not, you know, not exert yourself anymore. You need to that second lap. Cause it was, it was hot. Yeah. There was absolutely nothing. I mean, we had barrel cactuses out there that were just, you know, a foot and a half tall. That was the, yeah, there's the no most water. vegetation there was. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Pretty desperate. There was yeah. one tree. There was one tree on the course. <laughs> and it was a it was a three-foot palm tree. <laughs> nice. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Um, but like I think I think on this lap, what were we probably 30-ish miles in is when we found out people were dropping. Oh yeah. And that's we we had made it past, we'd made it past the ultra distance, right? And so I I was an ultra runner. I'm like, oh yeah, this is great. And Woo. we took a picture right then. And, <laughs> but then the director came up and was like, Hey, like just, just to be for you guys to be aware, like you guys still might podium at this point. <laughs> and we're like, wait, what? <laughs> She's like, there's a lot of people that have dropped just so you know, we're like, oh and so we're like out there like, oh wow, it is really hot. So our strategy paid off where we weren't overheating ourselves. Yeah. We weren't we were overexerting ourselves in the heat of the day where others were and dropping out of the race or dropping distances into a shorter distance. So that's awesome. That's golden. It's all about pacing yourself, not going out too hard and also not worrying about being the best or podiuming or winning, just listening to your body and doing what's best for you. I, I yeah. feel like that's a like tortoise in the hair kind of story. So you were told about people dropping and then was that discouraging? Was that yeah, discouraging? Did that just give you more motivation to keep keep getting out there and pounding it out? I think that honestly gave me more motivation to to get keep getting out there and pounding it out. I mean, I don't know. There was there was a brief thought where it was like, oh, you can drop distances and just get credit for a 50k. <laughs> yeah that I, i've never heard of that before you mean you mean all i have to do is run these last two miles and uh i get a 50k credit you're telling me that's all i gotta do now yeah like, no that's not that's not what i came down here for that's not what i signed up for and so that didn't feel right in my books but to hear that other people were were dropping it was like hey like we're doing something hard and it's gonna yep. it's gonna be meaningful at the end of this so let's go get it done yeah. So. Way to push through. I think personally, if I was a race director, I think that's too tempting. I would say if you signed up for this distance and you didn't finish that distance, you don't get a medal. That's what I would say. <laughs> so I think, I think they were letting them drop down and complete that race that they dropped yeah. down to, but I don't think they listed them as results. Mm-hmm. So they didn't list the results at all. So oh, gotcha. I see. That so, makes sense. I, I'm the same. I'm the same way. Yeah. I kind of feel like, yeah, yeah, I don't think that's right. So yeah. Yeah. So then how did the last 18 miles go then once you got that <laughs> 50k down? Oh, that so we we stopped, we popped blisters, tape feet, ate chili mac, ate, ate chili mac, Josh <laughs> ate chili mac. Yeah, I I I just ate potatoes. <laughs> I ate a lot of potatoes. Yeah. And then we just took off. We 
Yeah. We, we were getting a little restless. <clears throat> We'd been sitting there. We'd planned an hour. We're like, let's just take an hour. And then right around 45 minutes, I'm like, Josh, we got to go. Like, let's go. Let's pack up and go. And so I was just sitting there too long. And so we, we packed up, got our packs all filled and took off. And well, what was kind of crazy is we didn't, what was it, 5 p.m.? Yeah. Somewhere around 5, five or 6. It, yeah. But we were, we're like, man, this is kind of crazy. Like, there's nobody out on the course. Like there's really? there's no hundred milers, there's no hundred Kers, there's well, no. So there there were a few, but just how the course is laid out and everything. Just you know, we're at one end, they're at the other end. Like we would only pass people every handful hours. Yeah, and so it's just really? like really that lap, that last lap was yep. really just. I mean, it was just me and Josh. Like that's what it felt like. It was just it's just us out there, and we'd occasionally yep. meet somebody at the aid station. We that put out a five. Awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was what was that? Mile I don't know, 40, I don't know. 42 or something <laughs> like that. We Josh put out a fire. So at mile what? 42. Really? What happened? Yeah. There were some kids and they were on the A station there in a propane heater. The plastic housing caught fire. We were talking <gasps> with them. And all of a sudden we saw that saw the smoke or smell a smell to it, saw yeah. it, something. Kind of look over, oh, it's a fire. <laughs> oh my gosh we drug it out pulled the propane tank off and start throwing dirt on it yeah but wow you're a hero (laughs) (laughs) it was entertaining (laughs) (laughs) yeah it broke broke up the uh, the monotony of just running so wow yeah that probably woke you up a little bit got your blood pumping a little more (laughs) i mean that's the older kid probably was only 12, 12 or something, right? Yeah, kid was I mean, 10 and 12. We just had that time and just, right? Probably yeah. a good thing we were there. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, they, they would have been there alone just with a fire. <laughs> so. Oh, my gosh. So did you come to this aid station after you took your hour break? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, this is a couple hours after. This is a couple hours after. Yeah, this is. Okay. We had done that first loop. Yeah, we had gone up. We probably... We probably had 10 miles left, I think, at this point. Okay. So um, you were inspired to take that break. If you didn't take that break, you wouldn't have been there during the fire. No, no. It, it was all planned out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, could be anything, right? It's, uh, it's a good thing. <laughs> so, Derek, at what point did you know that you were going to finish like the anxiety the 50 was miles. gone and you're like oh okay, like i have my bag now i this is happening like i've come this far there's no way it's not happening as soon as we we summited the that climb on the last lap i knew it was we were there we got up to the top went around the little loop and i think josh could kind of tell because i was like hey i'm gonna run this section <laughs> he's like oh okay and then i just started running and then like like I was waiting down at the aid station for him. I'm like, you feeling all right? He's like, yeah, you still going? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> so yeah, it was, that's awesome. I, I think I think that was I don't know I don't even know what mile that was, but maybe 36 or yeah. something like that. Somewhere in there, I was like, yeah, this 36, is, 38. I think how I think it was. I think I had the thought that there was a half marathon left. So was, yeah, so right around that 30, 37 ish. Mark, I was like, there's a half marathon left. I got this. I can do this. So awesome. you're like you know, 13 miles, easy peasy. I, re- I remember actually our first 50, I had that same thought. Like it was when I got to like that mile, like 36, 37. And I'm like, it's just a half marathon. You know, I've come this far. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's, it's just a half marathon. That's all I have left. And I remember feeling the same way. I'm just like, I'm ready to go. Let's do this. Like, let's finish this sucker out. So that that's awesome. That that's really great. And then what was it like to come across that finish line then? Oh, that was, that was kind of fun. That was awesome. We, so we, we finished the loop, but then we had that out and back. It was like a mile and a half ish. Yeah, up and back. Yeah, uh-huh. a little bit of a climb and a little bit of a descent. And the climb, I like, I got. I'm like, man, this is so dumb. Why do we have to do this stupid mile and a half out and back? Why couldn't they just put this in the course? I think I was really kind of pissed off, honestly, <laughs> about it. Um, and so Josh, Josh was way up there trudging, and I'm like, with my pole, is just like, 
wow, Josh has so much energy right now. I can't believe it. Like, I can't believe he has all this energy. And then when we get to the turnaround and I'm like, okay, let's go. And so we just started going and we passed by the aid station one last, the lap, the, there's a central aid station right there that we had passed about a half mile or whatever. Uh-huh. And we passed by it. I'm like, I'm not even stopping. Hi, bye. See ya. And <laughs> then we just kept going and, and then we we're getting pretty close to the finish line. I don't know. I don't know how close we were, but Josh, like, I'm going to run it in. And I'm going to snap some pictures of you. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to try running too. <laughs> and Josh was hobbling along and I'm like, I feel really good. I'm going to really run it in. <laughs> so I think I clocked like a six minute pace, like going into the finish line. I'm Are like, this is awesome. Strava <laughs> pace. I don't know if that's actually. I strava pace. <laughs> Wow. But uh, got to the finish line. And I'm like, I can't cross without Josh. So I like turned around. I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna run back and grab Josh. So I like ran back, grabbed Josh, <laughs> ran him in. I'm like, this is awesome. And so it was just, it was just a great feeling. I'm like, I was just on cloud nine. So yep. it was awesome. So oh my gosh, That's I great. love it. And then Josh, what was that like for you to help your friend run? through his first 50 miles and and to see him cross that finish line it was awesome like i'd I'd say he helped me though too because i mean my foot i was feeling it pretty bad sometimes and he was like you know he dragged me i dragged him Um, yeah but i know something he's been looking forward to he's been working hard for and and he earned it he did there were hard times out there and he got through wow what do you think was the hardest point of that entire race. If you're to go back, what was the most miserable, hardest time of that race? Probably when I was telling them jokes. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was one joke slash story that I swear was like 45 minutes long. <laughs> about, I was about ready, yeah, it was like, Josh, <laughs> shut up. Josh, just shut up. <laughs> it, it got to the point where he did tell me that. He's all... I'm all, oh, I can tell you another one. He's all, no, I just, I just want to be alone with my thoughts. <laughs> he told me that. AKA, shut up. <laughs> uh, like, I just need to be alone for a second, Josh. Uh, um, no, no, that, that was good. Josh was, Josh was, had the knack of just, just always being able to just talk about something, even the randomest stuff, ask me questions and keep me, keep my mind off of some of the ailments that were, that were happening I think that was that was a real benefit that Josh brought I would probably say the the most painful part was right after I popped my blisters Um, yeah I just popped my blisters I just taped them up put my shoes back on and I stood up and I'm like oh ouch this is painful this is really bad and uh, mile 32 yeah mile 32 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and we we started off on that 18 miles and then josh like like i i don't even remember exactly what he said but he's just like hey look it's gonna suck i'm not gonna sugarcoat it it's it's just gonna suck for the next 18 miles but it's gonna get it's gonna get a little bit better he's like you're not gonna notice it as much because other stuff is gonna hurt too so just keep pushing through it and he said i think we you know i was just taking some some pain relievers there for the for the blisters and he's like just make sure you manage that accordingly and make sure that you stay on top of it so it doesn't get too bad but yeah that was i think that was the most painful part of the race was just that i think it was like half a mile or whatever that that it was like all right this hurts and then it was like okay i'm getting used to walking on bruised and battered feet so okay so it did the blister like pain did get better then yeah. Yeah. It did get better. Yeah. It got, I don't know. I didn't really film at all at the end of the race. And so my mind was elsewhere, I guess. <laughs> but at the end of the cool. race, I didn't really film. So that's the trick. I think when you hurt the trick is to just move, just keep moving. Doesn't matter how fast, doesn't matter how slow, just move and it eventually will get better. I think that's awesome advice. And Jacob and I were, we just had that conversation the other day where a hundred mile run is so different from a sprint because you're like, okay, I'm, I'm going to sprint a hundred meters and it's going to hurt so bad for about 15 seconds. Right. But, but you're like, oh, I can, I can do that for 15 seconds. I can do anything for 15 seconds. Right. 
but you can't really do that for a 50 mile or hundred mile because you can't be like, okay, it's going to hurt really, really bad just for 18 miles, just for four <laughs> more hours. That doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it doesn't. So it doesn't. It doesn't. Looking back, you're we're almost a week removed from it all. What are your what are your takeaways from your first 50 mile race? Do you feel like a bad day? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just feel I feel accomplished. Like I was I was already looking up other races and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta feel signed up for something else now. But no, I I don't know. I, I feel accomplished. I feel I feel like this was like a huge you know, feather in my cap per se, right? Just like, hey, like, you know, I can get through some of these hard times. I can, you know, push past, you know, some of those longer runs where I'm like, oh man, I have a, you know, a 20 mile run or something like that. And like, like I can, I can work through that. I can, you know, just for future, you know, future things and not just with running, but like life, like when things get stressful at work or stressful at home or, you know, there's always ways that you can just take it, take a deep breath, readjust like we did on the race and make a plan and, and try to stick to it. And, you know, I, I think that's a real life lesson that came out of this race is just like, take a second, take a deep breath and, and readjust, readjust the, the goals and the, the plan to align to those goals. And so I think, I think that was something very big that came out of this race because I mean, the goal really the whole time was just to finish. So it was, it wasn't a time. It wasn't, Hey, I need to get in and under 12 hours. I need to get in under 14. It was, it was, Hey, I just want to cross the finish line. And so what can we do to adjust to meet that goal right now with, with all the situations that's happening, what can we make, what can we do to make the adjustments? And so, yeah. We will return right back to our show after a word from our sponsor, for the ultimate in backcountry comfort, check out the high-quality gear of Teton Hammock Company. Whether you're going for an overnight trip or a week-long adventure, the ultra-light outdoor equipment from the Teton Hammock Company will keep you warm, dry, and sleeping like a baby. Their products are made of top-quality materials that outperforms all others. Check them out at TetonHammocks.com. With an S, that is TetonHammocks.com. Hang with the best. Teton Hammock Company. Now back to the episode. That's awesome. So, so what is your next big goal or what's your next race? Right now, I want to run, I was telling Josh this, I want to run on every trail in Northern Utah. We'll call it, I don't know if you guys know what the trail foundation of Northern Utah is, the foundation that takes care of all the trails up here. Yeah, but they have yeah. a they have a list of trails that they've provided me of all the different trails across that they manage essentially, and I want to run on each one of them and kind of document my experience on each of those trails. So that's the summer project. Probably, I probably owe Josh some pacing miles <laughs> in some race that he decides to sign up for. Probably nice. owe Josh on that, but I'll 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 find another race to sign up for. I'll yeah. probably end up running Skyline again this year. Um, Sweet. But cool. I think with that, too, <clears throat> we talked on the, at the race and everything while we're out there, like how rate, you know, the racing doesn't define us. It doesn't say, oh, I'm an ultra runner because I did this. It's like you're a runner, you're at an ultra distance, you're an ultra runner, right? But, yeah. but you don't have to continually like, oh, now I've got to run a hundred miler or a hundred K. Like, it's just like you're saying, find, find those boundaries. And, you know, if you want to go test them, because I think a I don't want to say it's a problem, but I think an issue, I'd say an issue at least, is that some people see this and they're like, well, now I got to do this or, or I didn't do this. And so I don't know if I'm in that crowd, like, you know, there's boundaries, like they don't need to be like, just get out, have fun. If you want to find your limits, go push for them. And if you don't reach this limit, well, that's not your limit. Then the next one is right. But you can, you can grow and you can learn. So I think that's, because we talked a few times throughout the race about that like just i don't know people get in their heads that they have to race and they have to do these things you don't go out, have fun enjoy it if sorry a little rant but if you want to go out for 20 minutes for a run that's still a run <laughs> yeah um 
yeah sorry i don't know that just no. blew up <laughs> no i i love that rant I, yeah. I think that's so true. I, I think we have kind of run into that just a little bit because we we did the 100, right? And then after that, it's like, well, the next thing is Moab 240 or like, you know, but, but <laughs> we just are not. Uh, that there. was her, not me. I was <laughs> never thinking that. <laughs> so, so like last year, we, we didn't do 100. You did a 50, right? Yeah, yeah I, I did, did a 50. 50. I didn't even do a 50. I just did some 50Ks. And I honestly felt a little bit guilty. I was like, I ran 100 miles once. I feel like I should never run a distance like less than 100 miles now. But I was like, no, like it, it was a fun year. I set it for races that that were, you know, it was fun. It was fun. And that's, that's what matters. I feel like, what's the point of any of this if you're not having fun, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I was, I was actually listening to another podcast just this morning and the guy was talking about ultra running and he actually said he was talking about just like don't don't stick to just your ultra running box if like you've if that's the only endurance sports you've done maybe try out you know iron mans or or getting to swimming or biking you know or or try something else out to see what you actually like enjoy the most and he was set, talking about just enjoyment and like Cause your race is like less than 1% of all the time that you spend out running, exactly. you know? And so, but we always talk about the big race, the big race, doing the big race, but it's like, but he was saying, but if you're not really enjoying the process, then you got a problem and you might need to find something else, you know? And yeah. that struck home with me. Cause I have had some times when I've been out running and I've been more so training for a race and I haven't been, really enjoying the process. I, I wasn't making it fun for me, you know, and it just really kept in mind. It's like, okay, it's fine to sign up for the races, but I need to make sure the races, like the training for that race is going to be overall a good, enjoyable process for me. Cause you know, that's, what's ultimately is going to help me become a better runner in the long run. Finding joy in the journey. Right? Yeah. Yep. And also I think like branching out and doing other things is going to complement your training, make you a more well-rounded athlete. So I don't know, yeah. go try a triathlon yeah. or I think it's good to maybe drop down and like try to get your marathon time down. And I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Go on a multi-day hike. Good. You know, find a yeah. good long trip. Go backpacking. Yeah, backpacking. Yeah. Totally. Totally. I'm just curious, getting a little, just a little bit back to the race before we wrap things up was having like josh this goes for both of you josh and derek running with someone else for that long of a time was that do you think it was more helpful or or do you think it was whatever you know like that easier if you're on your own well yeah would have been yeah 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 because sometimes like what you said sometimes i know me and melody have found this one person is picking the other up and then the other one's picking the other up and you know so, so. you could also look at it is this one's holding you back and then this person's holding you back you yeah. Know. yeah i think josh and i made we talked about this before the race and any time that either one of us had a win had like the wind going with them like they you know they were just ready to roll like we just we gave the other one permission to go like hey if you feel yeah. like it you just go like there's no there's no reason that you should hang back with me if I'm not feeling it. I'll catch up to you because we knew that we were both shooting for about the same pace or, or effort. Right. And, and so we knew that eventually we'd, we'd be able to cross paths again. And so I don't think we ever got, I mean, too far away. Maybe there's a half mile was, at a time. Yeah, I was going to say so maybe half a mile at, at any given time, but really we just gave each other like, the the freedom to run the race how they saw fit and if that meant that josh was going to take off and run a 12 12 hour <laughs> 50 mile then that meant that josh was going to run a 12 hour 50 mile but i i think it just kind of worked out that neither one of us really had that expectation that hey this person's going going to stay with me the whole race it just so happened that we did and just so happened that way okay really close to each other well yeah and i mean we kind of because i kept telling them oh, i'm hanging out with you i'm here to party with you right yeah like but i think it helped because we we did that right we told each other yeah go if you want whatever but we helped each other through you know because we set those the the plans right like don't go out too fast because i know i probably would have chased a rabbit if you know if if we hadn't <laughs> talked together you know i would have been like okay oh well, this is easy you know it's the first mile 
<laughs> but we talked and we're like, we got to take it super easy. Like, but yeah, just things like that. Or yeah. just even at the end, like, like he didn't say it this way, but he really drugged me in the end because my foot was hurting really bad. And just, I was like, gimping. I, I told him I'm going to try to go ahead and get pictures. And he's like, well, you don't need to go now. And well, I do. Cause this is as fast as I can go. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, it was complimenting each other, just yeah. helping each other out. And yeah. just mentally, like he'd be in a low spot, I'd be jabbering and I'd hit a low spot and he'd be jabbering. Like it just helps. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. I think there are many times where like Josh would give me kind of advice on like nutrition or, hey, why aren't you trading this right now? Hey, why don't you do this? Or it's just like the experience, he brought some of that experience into my race that as a new runner, I wouldn't have ever thought to have like the ginger ale. I would have never thought to have ginger ale. And he's like, oh, you have ginger ale? Hey, yeah, Derek, you need to drink this right now. And, and like immediately, like it was almost instantaneously yeah. that my stomach was settled. And so it was just kind of kind of crazy. But yeah, I, I think it was more of a benefit to run with each other than like the good outweighed the bad, if that makes sense. Like yeah, the, the, long, the long story. <laughs> For sure. I think that's awesome. And it, it probably helped that. You guys, it sounds like your paces are pretty similar, at least going into the race. Yeah, they were the, pretty the, similar. The plan, the plan was a similar plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Josh's like broken foot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm not running a three-hour marathon like he is. Though, so. <laughs> I think that's awesome. That's that's something that we've talked about, or we've talked about that a lot on the podcast, and we just have had lots of conversations with each other running with each other there are some times where we're like oh this is really helpful it's nice to have someone here there also have been times where we're like i just want to be alone today and i feel like you hold me back yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it's just or you're you know. annoying me <laughs> yeah. yeah but it also sounds well, like you guys oh go ahead sorry i was just gonna say yeah because there were times not not annoying but just like when he started feeling more upbeat and everything like it was just just past dark and so he wanted to start getting moving. And I was like, yeah, go ahead and go. And I just let my headlamp off and I walked, I don't know, probably two miles. Yeah. I don't know. He was just a ways in front of me, but I was just walking in the dark and it was just, just light enough. I wouldn't trip. So, and I enjoy that. And he, he felt good. So he went and got up to the aid station and waited for me. So. Yeah. That's awesome. And uh, you know, when me and Melody ran, we did our first 50 together. I put up quotation marks because it actually, it started off that we were together, but then for a big portion of it, it was kind of like what you said, like one of us would run ahead and we, our biggest goal was just finish. And we just want, and we wanted to make sure we helped each other finish together. And so if someone got to the aid station first, then that person would just wait there till the other one came along, you know, and that way we're still running our pace, but we're still checking in on each other. You're like, how's it going? You know? And so, and then it turned out at the end, we were like the last 13, 14 miles, we were step for step together. Cause by that point you're just beaten and <laughs> you're just trying to get through it. <laughs> so that makes sense. I think that's a good strategy to just let the other person yeah. you know, go at their own pace. And if you just so happen across the finish line at the same time, awesome. Yeah. yeah. How, how are your friends and family? Are they like, well, you're amazing. Like, is your wife so proud? Are your, is your family so proud? Are you the first one in your family to get into ultra running? We were, we were actually talking about this on the, on the run, but it was like, it was like, as you do these distances, these crazier and crazier things, right? Like they stop, they stop becoming wow. Right. Yeah. There's like, yeah. Oh, that's just normal. That's just what you do. And so like, yeah. it was like, we were talking, we were talking about it. Cause I was like, yeah, during this training, I'd run like a, a bunch of runs that were over 13 miles. I remember how much, how much of a big deal it was when my fan, when I ran my first half marathon and everybody's like, Oh my gosh, like you ran a half marathon. That's so awesome. And now it's like, now it's like, Oh, you ran a half marathon this weekend. Like, Oh, that's all. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you supposed to be training for that race? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is that a good run? Oh, did you, did something go wrong? Wasn't that? Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but uh, no, I think for the most part, like everyone's been really supportive and, and, like just excited that I got it done. A lot of them knew that I had DNF the other one a year ago. And so they knew that I've been working at this for a while. And I got a lot of texts during the race that I never, 
I don't really check my phone during the race. I get the notification that hits my watch, but I don't really check. Like it doesn't tell me what the text message yeah. says. I'm not, I'm not going to pull out my phone and read too much work. But I had a lot of friends and family like texting me during the race, like, hey, I just heard that you're at this mile. Awesome way to go. Like, keep it up. You're doing great. And my wife was really good about being there. Yeah. Like she, I mean, every lap she was there. And yeah. I mean, our baby was asleep in the car. And <laughs> like she was just there, like sitting on the side side of the trail waiting for me. And yeah, so it was, it was really great to have her there and support me and our family is yeah just yeah. really great so. that's awesome most people well, said i was crazy but yeah you just get used to that after a while right uh, you're like yep yep i've heard yep. that before <laughs> it happens something's yeah. wrong it's fine. i don't know what you're it is like but... i am crazy you just embrace it you're like i know this is straight up crazy <laughs> but that's good i'm that's awesome that you have a good support system i think that that helps a lot so and we've we've had that conversation too of like our families like aren't even excited for us anymore. We're like, we signed up for a hundred this year. And they're like, good luck. Okay. <laughs> like just one or are you doing like four back to back? What is it this time? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Cause then I'll show up. Right? If it's just one, then you got it. <laughs> what looked worse? Mile 66 of 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 wasage or with all the people there dead dying in the you know on the <laughs> side of the road or everybody sitting underneath that awning when wow. we came around that first lap yeah no so that's what we didn't mention yeah so that first lap when it was really hot out we got in and they had like three awnings set up by the uh, start uh-huh. and we went over to the food and the water and we we're getting our stuff because we want to be kind of quick and there had to have been 20 plus people 20 runners huddled like everyone's like shoved into the shade like <laughs> hiding underneath there and we got our stuff and headed out and we were just talking about that like wow like do you think they're done do you think they're done <laughs> like <laughs> what's done yeah they all uh, just probably just had like death on their faces right yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah. man well, thank you guys for joining us today. Um, yeah, seriously, this was really last minute. We really, really appreciate it. We were really excited to hear about it. And we just want to say congratulations again. We we're so, so stoked for you. That's such a big, big accomplishment. So keep us updated on your next big race. Okay, we'll do it for next sure. Project. Thank you guys. And you guys as well. Yeah, thanks guys. So once again, a big thank you to Derek and Josh for coming on the podcast for a second and third time. I find Derek's story inspirational. I love how he just heard about ultra running, signed up for one, might have fell on his face that first race, but instead of saying, you know what, this isn't for me, I'm not cut out for it, he adjusted, he adapted, he used it as motivation and he went out there and completed his first 50 miler and i just find that inspirational i hope you do too make sure you review us on apple or spotify but only if you like us now you can give us a bad review if you'd like to too but please give us a review we want we love the feedback and also it just helps us to keep growing the podcast so we can keep getting great guests on and putting more resources towards giving you guys high quality content. So please review us on Apple and Spotify and we will talk to you all next time. This episode was brought to you by Jacob, the running realtor. Next time you move in the state of Utah, Hire a realtor who understands the importance of living where you love to run. Contact me through jacobtherunningrealtor.com. That is jacobtherunningrealtor.com. Live where you run.